us this morning. We love you and we honor you. We give you all praise. We give you all glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Appreciate you guys coming in this morning to, to do this with us. Um, we'll transition now. Um, pastor asked me earlier this week if I might have a word for this Sunday, you know, before we even talk about canceling church. And so I've got something. I'm not sure what it is. And we, we sung this song, These Are the Days of Elijah. And this goes back three weeks now, I think, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, that song was just going through our house. Ginger, she was singing it, and I would be singing it. And uh, I was going to actually call Harold and ask him, hey, can we do this song? I never did do it. But then we come to church that Sunday morning. And we're out in the lobby, and Harold comes up to me with, I think it was Barb Pierce's phone, and says, you've got to watch this video. And it was the, was it Camp Pendleton? Yeah. The Marines mm-hmm. singing that song, These Are the Days of Elijah, over there in such a powerful video. I said, Harold, you're not going to believe this. I've been... That song's been on our heart all week long, and you know, and I meant to get a hold of you, see if we could do it. So it was just, you know, and then we done it the very the next Wednesday, we sung it, and the next Sunday, we've sung it. So when Pastor asked me, I didn't know exactly what I had, but I know there was something in that song that was on my heart, and it just kept repeating itself. So that's what I'm going to talk a little bit about this morning. Um, we'll take a few lines of that. Um, these are the days of Elijah, declaring the way of the Lord. And though these are days of great trial, and we may not, in a sense, it, we are in great trial right now. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow as far as the economy. It's just, just times we've not dealt with before. So in our sense, it is a little bit of days of great trial. But it says, still, we are the voice in the desert crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. So we've got to, no matter what, we've got to still be declaring the way of the Lord declaring that the Lord is coming, regardless of what our circumstances is. Um, So I want to take a few minutes here and talk a little bit about Elijah. Elijah, he was such a life of the supernatural. I mean, he was fed by ravens. He stayed with this widow where her flour and her oil, it did not plant. That's all she had, just enough to make her and her boy a cake. But Elijah (laughs) said, don't worry about it. It's not going to run out. And it just kept being replenished. And then um, her son was raised, was raised from the dead. There was fire from heaven. He was, Elijah was fed by an angel. Amen. There was more fire from heaven. And then he was taken up, more or less in a rapture, in a whirlwind. You may think that we cannot compare to the days of Elijah, to Elijah in that sense of all that supernatural. But James 5, 7 says, Elijah was a man with a nature just like okay. ours. Subject just like, passion. like ours. And that just floors me to think it's such a supernatural life. But he says he has a nature. He's just like us. Um, so we can relate with Elijah. And I'll read a little bit of scripture here. I'll be in First uh, Kings 17. It says, And Elijah the Tishabite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand. Now, I opened up that scripture, um, Romans 8.28, in the Amplified Version, and we talk about, um, and we know with great confidence. Let me read that again about Elijah. It says, as the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand. There is no doubt 
in his tone right there. That's right. There is no doubt in what he's fixing to say. He is coming with great confidence. He knows who's in his corner. Amen. He knows God loves him. Regardless how big of the task he's fixing to call upon, he's not worried about it because he comes with great confidence that the Lord is behind him. He says, There shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook, and it happened after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks, and he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as, the, as she go, going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she says, The Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks, that I may go in and prepare, for, prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear, go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry, until the day the Lord sends rains on the earth. I'm going to stop right there and just, I'm going to make this real short, just hit a few highlights there. We've already talked about the confidence that he had. And the Lord says, go down there to Brook Cherith. Now, Brook Cherith, our, our situation is not identical to Elijah's. We may be where we're at for different reasons than him, but nonetheless, that Brook Cherith, it means... One of the definitions is separation or cut off. We're certainly that, aren't we? So we are certainly, in a sense, we are yeah. separated from our, our normal aspect of life. We're separated from a lot of, you know, some family members are separated now because of restrictions and this and that. So we are definitely in a time of separation. And so I can, I really think that's why the Lord has laid this on my heart, that it's accountable to us now. But another thing that I want to point out is also it means to be freed. Wow. I'm you, there can be, church, a sense of freedom amongst this time of separation. Amen. We get so bogged down in this world and such, you know, our routine just drives us crazy. And now we're, we're kind of forced <laughs> to step back. And some people, I've talked to somebody yesterday, we're doing great except for the fact that we're just bored to death. <laughs> you know, that was one of our... Yeah. members of our, of our church so that's that grind is kind of taking a little twist right now so take this time i'm telling you there can be freedom in this time of separation freedom from all of the the rigmarole that we go through day in and day out it's um everybody's life hasn't completely changed right now but in this time of separation i'm telling you there can be a time of freedom uh, and what's neat about this is can you imagine God telling you to, to go hide there in this brook and the ravens will feed you? 
He never even questioned that fact. That That's he, true. That he, his source of food is going to be just relying on, on birds, you know. <laughs> You know, I guess maybe we think if we're going to kill the birds and eat them, but that's, what, that's not even the case here. So they're going to actually that's provide right. your that's food, right. not even of themselves, but they're going to provide your food. So that was another pretty awesome thing. So keep that in mind. Through these times of separation, some of our groceries and stuff, and why in the world, I'm not sure, toilet paper and stuff is hard to get right now. But if God can send ravens to supply for Elijah, he can supply for us right now. Exactly. We will be okay. We are, exactly. Our needs are going to be met. And that takes to that, to that next part of that story where he goes to the widow. And what I want to look at there is she has that sense to where this is all I've got. And she's not, at first, not willing to let go of that. And we can see that in every grocery store we go to right now, the carts being piled up. They've got that widow woman mentality right now yeah. that I'm taking care of me and I'm filling my cart up. To make sure that I survive, and yeah, you know, we do want to survive a mold, but we are to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. So let's not let's follow her. The second part of her story is where she goes. She is obedient, and all, even though she's got a little bit, she gives all she's got to Elijah. Trusts that the Lord is going to take care of her. And that's where we should be right now. And I'll just leave you with this real quick tidbit, and I'll, I'll turn it over to to Pastor. We are separated, but we're still the church. Amen. We still got a lot that Amen. we can do. God may be calling you to be somebody's raven this morning. You could be somebody's provision. Amen. Call your neighbors. Call the elders of the church. Check on them. See if there's anything they need. Those that you know that may not be able to get out right now or you know don't want to get out because of the circumstances, you could be a raven sent by God to somebody this morning. And the same thing. You know, if, if you've got a stockpile and you know somebody's in need, just like that widow woman, trust God. It's not going to run out. If you give it, he's going to return it to you. He's Amen. not going to let you run shy. That's right. So be somebody's raven throughout this time and get that widow woman mentality that even though I may not have much, I'm going to give it to the kingdom of God and it will be replenished. Curtis, Brother Curtis, don't you think that... Um the reason that he was in the situation he was in is because he was fearful of Jezebel's uh, edict that she delivered to him. May, sure. the, may the Lord do to me if I don't do to you what you did to those prophets, which was killed them. So this is whenever fear got a hold of his heart and began to grip his heart. So we've got to be careful that we don't allow fear to come in. And I'll talk a little more to, about that in just a second. Curtis, I'm going to ask you to read Isaiah 60, 1 through 5, because this is the first time I forgot my Bible. Okay. Well, okay I see the point that I missed. Can I jump back for just a yeah, second? Yeah, absolutely. Whenever he went to the widow, he went down to a place called Zarephath. And I forgot to touch on that. That Zarephath, the meaning of that is called smelting place. That is where metals are separated through heating and through tension are separated from the ore. And that's why I was talking about that sense of freedom right now in this, in this period of separation that we have. We have a chance right now to be separated from that mentality that we had of always being on the go, always on our phones, to just that, that worldly mentality. We've got a chance right now in this time of separ separation in Zarephath that God, we can reevaluate our lives and the great value in our life, our family can be separated, just like that metal is separated from the ore. Mm -hmm. 
you know, we've really well, a good we got a chance to focus on what's important now. Absolutely. Instead of our daily grind, there's a chance to step back and see what's important in our lives and, and, and go back there. You said Isaiah, what? Uh, 60. I'll, I'll tell you, I think I might be able to get it. I think I memorized that several. But congregation, the Lord, as I came in this morning, the Lord just really spoke to me. He says there's two sides to every coin. So as we recognize, I've got a coin in my hand. One side, it's got the temple on it, and the other side, it's got Trump and Net and uh, and Cyrus. So this is the, you can buy these things that are I think are a dollar fifty a piece. But Bud Goins gave this to me. But there's two sides to every coin. There's two sides to every story. And Isaiah 60, 1 through five, it says, "Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you, upon our congregation, upon all Christians in our nation." And he says, "Behold, darkness will come to the earth." And it says, deep darkness to the people at the same time that there's, the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. So there's two sides to every coin and there's two sides to this situation that Isaiah had just talked about. He said, he said deep, deep darkness would cover the people. And this is where we are. There's a lot of people just in fear and turmoil and they're in panic because they don't know what to do. We've never been through this before. We've never had a time in our history when we've been through such chaos and confusion that we're in right now. But the Lord will arise. However, the Lord will arise. Flip the coin over. The Lord will arise over you. Amen. And number two, his glory will be seen upon you. Yes. As you begin to share Share your toilet paper, share your food, <laughs> share things, as Curtis has said. And the people will come to you and, 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 and us collectively. The people will come to us to, to have their needs met. And your heart will swell. This is the fourth thing in verse 5. Your heart will swell with joy. To, so, to summarize the coin, deep darkness is on the people and gross darkness is over the face of the deep. But the glory of the Lord is risen upon us because there's we're living in a time in a society where people don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They don't have any answers or solution. Listen to me carefully. The word of God has got answers to your problems. Yes. So the flip side of the coin, whenever dark darkness is covering the face of the earth and deep darkness, the people, there will be the hope and the expectation of good because God is good because God's glory is upon us. <clears throat> With that said, let me just say this. The possibilities of the residual effect of COVID-19 virus could be greater than the virus itself. And by that I mean fear is the number one enemy to the Christians. But God has said, he has, in 1 Timothy I think it is 4, God has not given us the spirit of fear but of love and of power sound. and of a sound mind. Effect number two was in Newsweek this, this week, there was an article that said that, that the military was involved in a contingency plan, first time they've done this in 30 years, for the military who would uh, be used to restore social order in the event of chaos, disruption, and disorder occurs. So this is talking, and you can read it, and you can Google it, and get on and read this yourself. But basically, it's a contingency plan on how to stop civil disorder. So there's, they're expecting that this possibility of this COVID-19 could cause a great social disruption. As a matter of fact, it has. But the effect number three is our government is getting ready to pump $2 trillion into our economy. 
And why is that? Because people are losing their jobs and businesses are going out of business and there's many shortages everywhere, but people are starting to buy up and hoard everything. And why in the world, Curtis, they would hoard toilet paper? I, you can't eat that. I don't know. So, I mean, I don't understand that either. So you might want to share some of your toilet paper with Curtis. He's needing some <laughs> right away. So, but I truly appreciate our government trying to stop the bleeding to our economy. So, I want to close with effect number three. People should and will be turning to God in record numbers to prepare for this chaos and disruption that we have had in our, in our uh, country. But I want you to know that God is your provider. God is your provider. Not only that, He is your protector. God is your healer. And God is your Savior. And not only that, but He's a very present help in the time of trouble. And we're in the living in a day of trouble and chaos and turmoil, but I'm wanting you to know that God is right in the middle of it. So sometimes we I gotta just flip the coin over and see that there's hope and there's expectation for a brighter future. Amen? Amen. So Curtis, can you um uh you want to close out with that prayer that you got? I think it's I, I will. But another part of that song that I just love it says there's no God like Jehovah. Amen. No God Jehovah like Jehovah. Jehovah. And there's different means of that. I mean, Jehovah Jireh stands for He is your provision. He is our provider. Jehovah Rophi, He is our healer. Jehovah Nisi, He is our banner, our conqueror, yes. our victor. Amen. Jehovah Shalom, He is our peace. Jehovah Shimon is our ever present. He yeah. is ever present. So I love that about that song where it says Jehovah. It's a blanket there of all the things that He is yes, to us. Yes, amen. And I just, I pray that you just, Meditate on, the, on those names and dwell on those little signs that he is our provider and our healer and our banner. Before you, before you go into Psalms 91, I just want you to know, congregation, as you're watching by this video, there's two sides to the coin. You can be fearful and you can be doubt and wonder, how in the world am I, I going to make ends meet? How in the world are my needs going to be provided? But again, we're here, Curtis, call Curtis or myself. If you need anything, we'll be glad to help you. But I want to pray, the, can I pray the first prayer and sure. you pray the last one there? Yeah. Father, I pray right now that the peace of God that passes all understanding yes. would right now descend you, over New Covenant Fellowship people, over our nation. I pray that we the peace of God, right now, and Lord, Lord, peace is where we, we begin to sense there's nothing missing there's nothing lacking and there's nothing broken. Even though we know the flip side of the coin is that we're dealing with COVID-19. But at the same time, Father, you are our healer. You are the provider. You're the protector. And you will guide and lead us. And you're a very present help in the time of trouble. So be with the, with the congregation of New Covenant Fellowship. Bless them. And God, cause your peace to write, be upon them as they just right now seek your face. As the song that we sang, seek your face and begin to just get into the Word and meditate on your Word. So we give you praise for that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen, amen. And some of those things that, you know, the, the needs that he was talking about, I've had a couple of volunteer that, you know, some of our elderly, they're, they're, the elderly are kind of more susceptible to this and may not feel like, feel comfortable going to the stores. If you need somebody to go pick up some groceries or whatever, we will do our best. Um, we've got a couple of volunteers that will be willing to do that. Um, may not be able to do it right at, you know, when you need it, but you done it. We will do our best to help. So there's no need too small. If there's something that we can do, please let us know so we can reach out and, and still be a church during this time. Um, but if we, if we don't know you have the need, we're not going to be able to meet it. 
We'll do our best to reach out to Amen. you guys, but be sure to reach out to us. I would like to close with Psalm 91 here. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, Hallelujah. He is my fortress, yes. my God in Him will my I trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. Amen. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. We believe that. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, you have made him your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he who shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Amen. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall, you shall trample underfoot. And I believe some people take that right now as a, as a sense to why the church shouldn't be dismissing services right now, mm -hmm. that nothing's going to come against us. But you know what? We shouldn't try God. He gives us common sense. Just because we have the power to walk over lions don't mean we should jump down voluntarily in the lion's den and take them on. It doesn't mean we should just jump into a pit of cobras and just say, you know, and slap them around so they're not going to be bit. There's a common sense to step out for a little bit and to heed God's guidance to let this thing pass over us. Can I say something on that, You Curtis? sure can, yeah. Um, Proverbs 18, I think it's 18.4, it says in the Amplified, he who does not use his own endeavor to heal himself or to make himself whole is a brother to him who commits suicide. So God wants you to know we've got to use common sense, but at the same time, we've got to recognize our trust is in God. Yes. And in God alone. But we've got to do those things that are common sense. And again, the President of the United States Donald Trump, he asked us to, to observe this. It was a mandated thing that we observe. No more gathering. I think we had more than 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 eleven up here. Or up here, didn't we? Uh, all, all together, we may have, but we were separated. But we were separated. Out we had that social distancing <laughs> of six feet. Again, there's a lot of social you know, distancing, and and that's all probably well and good. But we need to conquer this virus, and we need to do everything that we possibly can. And what our president asked us to do, we need to do it. Go ahead. These last three um, passages of the Psalm 91, I love the change in the, in the perspective here. It was the author writing about God, and now it's the author of our faith hey. and our faith talking hey. directly to us. I'm going to change a few words to where it's about me to directly about you. It says, because you have set your love upon yeah. me. This is God speaking. Therefore, I will deliver you. I will set you on high. Because you have known my name. Hallelujah. You shall call upon me and I will answer you. I will be with you in trouble. I will deliver you and honor you with long life and I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. Lord, we just thank you so much for Hallelujah. all your grace and all your mercy. Hallelujah. We love you. We, we worship you. you. We thank you for each we and every member you. of our congregation and our community as well, Lord. Just let the church be a light right now. Let it be a beacon to the Father. And we give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' mighty name.
We all amen. said amen. amen. And say amen, amen at home too. God bless. <laughs> bless we will you guys. Talk, we'll be back on another podcast next Sunday. Is that right? Uh, we should. Yes, sir. Okay. Very good. See you Sunday. <laughs>